Hello, and welcome to Slash of Cinema. I am Pete. I'm John. And uh, today we have a great guest. He was on last year uh, when we did our Emmy predictions, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to go through the Emmy categories, every category for the primetime Emmys. The creative Emmys were, uh, we're recording this on the 8th, so they were yesterday and the day before. And we saw some winners there, but we're going to be covering the primetime Emmys, the ones that will be on TV uh, next Sunday. And our guest this this evening is Coop Stepke. How you doing, Coop? Hi, everyone. Cooper here. Excited to be back on the pod. Honored. Hopefully, I'll redeem myself this year and hit above 50%, at least. That's my goal. Just to remind our audience, uh, last year was somewhat of an embarrassment for Cooper. He went 6 for 27 on the predictions, but... I went 13 for 27, and Pete went 12 for 27. So no one hit 50, but maybe we can have someone hit 50 this year. That would be a that'd be an achievement. But Coop comes to us from a TV background. He's got a lot of TV knowledge. He's huge into the same shows that we're huge into, especially Succession. So we have a good good predictions ahead of us. Pete and I will go back and forth on the categories, and, and we'll make our predictions and analysis. So Pete, you want to start with the first category? Absolutely. So we're going to start it off with Outstanding Writing for a Variety Series. The nominees are The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Late Night with Seth Meyers, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and SNL. These are, you know, your late night shows. Uh, And this is writing. So writing for those. What are your guys' thoughts? I feel like this should just be renamed the John Oliver Award at this point. I think SNL sneaks in there sometimes, but I mean, I, it's hard to compete with John Oliver, just, right? Yeah, I agree with you, Coop. I don't know if that was a prediction. What I assume it was. I'm, I'm my, my prediction's definitely uh, John Oliver. I think he's won seven straight of these, or it's something crazy, like some straight amount. And I, I could be wrong on seven, but as SNL has declined, and I think the other specials have all like slowly lost viewership, he has come on out of nowhere and... I think he got big, a lot of his stuff is big on YouTube, so it's big with our generation, and I don't know, he, he's a good outreach, good commentary, so I expect it'll be par for the course with him again this year. Yep, seven consecutive. Seven, yeah, I'm, I gotta go with John Oliver then. I mean, it's HBO too, like, they just produce better stuff, especially in this realm, you know, which is dominated by NBC, CBS, they've been doing this for years. I find Trevor Noah unwatchable, I don't know about you guys, I just don't like his whole brand. That might just be me. But yeah, those are my predict that's my prediction. Yeah, I don't mind Trevor Noah. If you watched his like little debunking all that, that was like good drama. That was good TV, even though it wasn't TV. But no, yeah, he is kind of cringe sometimes. I don't like his stand-up, but I like his general positions. Um but yeah, I'm looking at this. It was it was John Oliver for the past seven years, and then before that it was Colbert won twice, and then before that John Stewart won like a thousand times in a row. So yeah, John Stewart, I feel like, would be the one that could compete with Oliver, and that's kind of who Oliver rep- replaced as, like, the intellectual, slightly left-leaning voice. But, yeah, John Stewart has a show again, doesn't he? It's just probably not as popular. Yeah, it's on, like, it's on, it's like an Apple exclusive, or, I don't know. I see it on YouTube a lot advertised, but it's not advertised really anywhere else. Like, it's not something my parents know about, but I come across it. He, like, interviews all those... He interviews like Congress people and like local political figures, and he just makes them look like fools. 
I love watching like the clips of him just roasting people. He's like, no, well, you can say that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Trevor Noah too has had a big year with the comedy special. But that I think that wraps it up for Outstanding Variety. Writing for a Variety Series, we're all going with John Oliver. Next category is Outstanding Writing for a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie. The nominees are Beef for the episode The Birds Don't Sing, They Screech in Pain. Fire Island, Fleischman is in Trouble for the episode Me Time, Prey, the, the Predator movie, Swarm, Stung, and Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which I saw on a plane, and if it means anything, I know at the Creative Arts Emmys, one of the wins I saw was the Weird Al Yankovic movie won, like, best TV movie, so I'm not predicting that, I'm gonna predict beef the birds don't sing they screech in pain i think that's just really hot right now and uh it won best actor and actress last night at the globes so it's kind of on the voters minds yeah not to mention it also won the uh what is it the limited series anthology at the emmys as well for drama i mean golden globes uh but yeah i'm gonna go with beef as well it's just super popular i haven't watched have either of you watched it i haven't really given it a shot yet but i'm gonna have to get on that for sure I did, yeah. Especially the, the, I believe this is the first episode, which I thought the show started out stronger than it finished, but the first episode was fantastic. I mean, the setup was great. Yeah, Ali Wong is just fantastic. And also found out, apparently they've been dating for like a year, but I don't know if you guys saw, I did not know her and Bill Hader are an item. They've been dating for a year, and last night when oh, she shit. won, yeah, when she, when she won, this is like my 9-11, when she won last night, they like kissed, and everyone was like freaking out, but they've been dating for a whole year, and uh, people now are going through Ali Wong's stand-up, because she does a lot of stand-up about her boyfriend over the past year, and now we're all connecting the dots, and it makes it even funnier that it's Bill Hader, but... Um... What is she like, my boyfriend's a freak? <laughs> he gives me like deadpan looks all the time. <laughs> yeah she probably shouldn't watch barry that would, that would no. be um but yeah i'm also gonna go with beef i think this episode was really good setup for the whole series um i do like prey and i think prey has a chance but beef as you said is hot right now all right so that was outstanding writing for limited series anthology we're going to move on to outstanding writing for a drama series and these nominees are andor the episode one way out Bad Stip Sisters, the episode The Prick, Better Call Saul, which is Coop's Bread and Butter, uh, episode Point and Shoot, Better Call Saul, episode Saul Gone, The Last of Us, episode Long Long Time, Succession, episode Connor's Wedding, and The White Lotus, episode Arriva Derchi. Off the bat, I'm going to go with one of the Better Call Saul ones, which one I do not know. I'm going to go Point and Shoot. I feel like I've heard of that episode and there was a lot of buzz around that episode when it came out. So I'm going to go with Point and Shoot. I'm such a succession shill. Connor's Wedding is great, but I'm going to go with Better Call Saul. Yeah, so Point and Shoot is the episode that the writing literally gave Bob Odenkirk a heart attack. So that is hard to pick up. I have to go with Succession, though, as big of a Better Call Saul fan as I am. That episode was just groundbreaking. The, the Connor's Wedding episode. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys watched the after the episode about how they filmed it in like, the, to write an episode like that and film it in like one or two shots, whatever it was, 
Plus, just, I don't, can we do spoilers? Can we say that Logan died? Yeah, anyone listening to this has got to be a succession head. We've covered it enough. (laughs) Okay, so this is obviously the episode where Logan dies. Shocking, shocking, yeah. Yeah, absolutely shocking, but also just brilliantly, like, captured what death is like. And I know Jesse Armstrong talked about this a lot. I'm not, this is not an original idea of mine, but about how, like, how death works in the modern age and how, you know, that phone call is might be the only chance you get and you know you find out through a phone call you're at a party like it just so perfectly encapsulated the show and also i feel like where we're at as a society in the grand scheme of things and that scene especially that scene and we'll talk about this more later i'm sure but where jeremy strong has to go find shiv on the boat at the party to break the news to her and i remember they said that jeremy strong (laughs) They didn't tell him where Shiv was going to be. They just told him to go find her. They didn't tell him where Sarah Snook would be. And so that was his genuine like reaction. That was him genuinely trying to find her in the crowd, which is just brilliant writing. And just to let those great actors play it out like that was just groundbreaking. And I'll never forget watching that episode. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with, with Coop here. I, I'm going to go with Connor's wedding. Not only did I think that that was one of the best, if not the best, succession episode. There's a couple. There's definitely a couple. But just on your point, I loved that last season, watching the after show, like, where they talk about it, the after show specials, or whatever they were called. They were only, like, a couple minutes, but it's crazy. Like, I know I'm really into a show when I start watching stuff about how the show's made and stuff. And every week I was tuning into that, too. So I really found that cool. And I think they talked about it in that episode. They're like, all, all of our best episodes are like wedding episodes or fancy parties, which is just basically what Succession is, but super great episode. Connor's Wedding, I agree. I will lead us into the next category. That category was Outstanding Writing for a Drama Series. The last writing category is Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. The episodes are Wow from Barry, System from The Bear, Ineffective Assistance from Jury Duty, I Know Who Did It from Only Murders in the Building, Carrie and Brooke Go to an AIDS Play from The Other Two, and So Long Farewell from Ted Lasso. So I think this is also a pretty stacked category. You have some great episodes in there. Wow is just an amazing episode from Barry. Of course, Ted Lasso, their final episode has to be in there. It's probably the favorite, but... It's against me to pick Ted Lasso, so I'm not going to pick that one. I'm going to go with the bear system. I think, like I said, this is a great category, but the bear is like hot for comedy right now, and a lot of that's the writing. And I think that's the one that's going to stick with voters. But I also want to give a shout-out, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, to Jury Duty. That was an amazing, super short show that just... They really fucked with that guy, and I love that. And James Marsden, oh my god. But that was a great, great show. But yeah, The Bear. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there, The Bear. I binged it recently. It's a great show. I don't know why they really classify it as a comedy. I mean, there's some funny moments, but it's sort of like like we were talking about with you know the Globes, like May, December, and Poor Things. Like They're Verge comedy. That's how I feel about The Bear, but System is the first episode to season one. Uh, so that's a really strong episode. I'm, and it's the year of the bear. So I'm going to go with the bear. But like you, I love jury duty. And I'm sure we'll discuss it later. Yeah. So 
this is season one, episode one of The Bear, which was a great episode, but I'm not going to pick it because I think, I just because I think season two of The Bear is a little stronger, and this is the season, fin- the series finale episode of Barry, so I'm going to go with that. I think that Barry's not going to get a lot of love, but I think this is a category where it can and should. The finale to Barry was fantastic. It was a great show all the way through. And I think it would be nice for Bill Hader to get his flowers for that final episode for kind of the end. But yeah, it was a great ending. It wrapped things up nicely. I did have a critique about the way things ended with Jim Moss, if you guys remember. I feel like it was completely against his character to get played like that. But maybe that just goes to show Barry's. I can see you're disagreeing, John, if you want to. No, I'm agreeing. I think oh, he was, oh, yeah. I think he was the only character in like throughout basically throughout the show that seemed like he was actually like outwitting Barry and then next thing you know he's like a dumbass kind of yeah I don't know yeah that was dumb yeah and for it to end like that with Barry getting the (laughs) that was brilliant just the perfect and again it's another show that shouldn't necessarily be a strict comedy but the way that ended did add the perfect like comedic cherry on top to one of the darkest endings you could imagine so yeah I'm gonna go with wow as my prediction And before Pete gets into it, audiences, if you kind of were following that a little bit, what's unique about this year's Emmys is this is actually the 2023 Emmy Awards. So it would have been held at the end of the summer, but there was a writer's strike. So it got delayed. So it's important to note that a lot of the shows that it's honoring are for earlier seasons than the ones that are out now. And it's why stuff like The Curse is not up for any awards in this, but it is for the Golden Globes, right? So, like, The Bear, season two is out and perhaps more critically acclaimed, but this is covering season one of The Bear. Yeah, that Christmas episode is going to get a lot of love in September, whenever the next Emmys are. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, those were the writing categories. Uh, We're going to move on to directing, and the first category is Outstanding Directing for a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie. They did make a joke last night at the Globes about like how long the the category names are, and I fully agree. Like they they make them so long, they're so specific. Uh, but anyways, the nominees are Beef uh, for the episode Figures of Light, Beef episode The Great Fabricator, Dahmer the episode Bad Meat, Dahmer the episode Silenced, Fleischman is in trouble, which I I've, I've never heard of, Nom- <laughs> the episode Me Time, and the movie Prey. I'm going to go with beef here, and I'm not sure which one was better. Uh, So I'm going to go with the Great Fabricator from Beef. Yeah, I'll hop on that train. I'm in the same boat as you. I saw Beef, but I can't visualize which is which right now. Figures of Light is the finale. Figures of Light's the finale. All right, I'll say Figures of Light because I do think the show started stronger and some of the middle episodes were great, but it did end pretty well. I think it wrapped it up well. So thank you for that assist, Cooper. I will go, uh, Lee Sung Jin was the director of Beef Figures of Light. And before I pass off the torch to Coop, I do just want to say, I saw Waiting for Fleischman. It's fantastic. Super dark comedy with Jesse Eisenberg. And check it out. It's on Hulu. Great watch. So yeah, Coop, you're up. Yeah, I'm going to shy away from Beef on this one. I'm going to go with Prey. I think that, especially for the directing, and I think it was a tough film to direct given the like complex storytelling that it involved especially in this like culture we live in like telling that sensitive of a story like an interweaving like modern themes and the commentary so i'm gonna go with prey 
Dan Trachtenberg, I believe. All right, so our next category is Outstanding Directing for a Comedy Series. And the episodes are Wow from Barry, directed by Bill Hader, Review from The Bear, directed by Christopher Storer, Four Minutes from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Don't Touch My Hair from The Mrs. Pat Show, So Long, Farewell from Ted Lasto, and Wednesday's Child is Full of Woe from Wednesday, directed by Tim Burton. That's a name we don't really see there much in a while. As much as it goes against everything in my gut, I think they're going to give something to Ted Lasso. (laughs) And while I don't want to pick Ted Lasso, I'm picking it. Yeah. Ted Lasso has just always beaten Barry, and that's pissed me off. But last year, a lot of the stuff I lost was because I was calling Barry over Ted Lasso, which is kind of a heart-overhead moment. They just love it for some reason, the voters, even though this was the worst season. Yeah. I'm going to go with the bear review. Uh, I believe review is the the episode where it's all one shot. And this was being talked about so much when it dropped. It was a great episode, I will say. And the direction was certainly there. I mean, to accomplish it in one shot was a lot. And there's a lot of things going on in that episode. So I'm going to go with the bear review. I think it's just the bears here. So, Yeah, I'm going to agree with Pete on this one. I think that this is like the most the bear episode of the bear. And it's like has the like you know, all the chaos of like being in the kitchen and the stress that it adds and just the way it was shot and directed in that, you know, one really puts you in there and made you feel the stress and you felt like you were getting yelled at by Carmi. And I just really liked that. So, yeah. All right. So that was outstanding directing for a comedy series. Uh, We're going to move on to the last directing award, which is outstanding directing for a drama series. Uh, The nominees are Andor episode Rick's Road Bad Step Sisters, the episode The Prick, uh, The Last of Us, episode Long, Long Time, uh, Succession, episode America Decides, Succession, episode Connor's Wedding, Succession, episode Living Plus, and The White Lotus, episode Arriva Derchi. You know, I, I was remiss to not pick Connor's Wedding for writing, but I'm going to pick it for directing here. Uh, that's sort of the episode of the final season of Succession. I think it's better than Living Plus and America Decides. I think America Decides is second in that race, though. But yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Connor's Wedding. I'm going to completely agree with you there, Connor's Wedding. And also, you know, this is cool because it's Mark Mylod, who is like the biggest director in the Succession universe, um, and he's directed the most episodes. And this was maybe his best. So Mark Mylod, Connor's Wedding. Yeah, add me on to that as well. Um, so again, just a great episode. Very memorable. All right. Now we're moving into the acting categories that those were directing. Our next category is Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie. The nominees are Anna Lee Ashford for Welcome to Chippendales, Maria Bello for Beef, Claire Danes for Fleischman is in Trouble, Juliette Lewis for Welcome to Chippendales, Camilla Marone for Daisy Jones and the Six. Great show. What great limited series. Nisi Nash-Betts for Dahmer, Monster the Jeffrey Dahmer Story. And Merritt Weber for Tiny Beautiful Things. I know nothing about this one. I've only seen a couple, but I'm going to go Claire Danes. Um, she was super good in Fleischman is in Trouble. Probably not the favorite or anything like that, but I don't know. This It'll get it, hopefully. I'm going to be straight up with you guys. I haven't seen any of these, Uh, but uh, I know Juliette Lewis is sort of on a comeback recently. I don't know if I would give it to a Chippendale show, though. Like, I'm very conflicted here, guys. Uh, So I'm going to 
I'm going to go with uh, Camilla Maroney for Daisy Jones and the Six. I've heard great things about that show. So That was my second choice if that says anything, Pete. Okay, I might, I might be fully wrong, but that's going to be my prediction. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm in the same boat a little bit, but I like Nash Betts from Dahmer. I saw that, and I feel like out of all the controversy that that show kind of brought, I think that she was a nice little, a nice little shining point there, and I think that they might give it to her. Netflix, I don't think is going to have a big night, but I think this could be one of their one of their wins so we'll see what happens with this category all right so that was outstanding supporting actress in a limited series anthology or movie we're going to move on to the best supporting actor in a limited series anthology movie the nominees are murray bartlett for welcome to chippendales he's been on a hot streak recently doing a bunch of stuff in the tv realm paul walter hauser and blackbird super underrated show just want to say that off the forefront uh richard jenkins for dahmer did not know he was in that. Joseph Lee for Beef. Ray Liotta uh, for Blackbird. Young Mazano for Beef. And Jesse Plemons for Love and Death. I'm going to go with a posthumous award here for Ray Liotta. I think he was really great in Blackbird. Uh, I was, you know, I think behind Cocaine Bear, it was his last role. He was great in it. Really great show. Paul Walter Hauser was great in it, but I'm going to go with I think they're going to give it to Ray Liotta here. Yeah, Paul Walter Hauser like gave me nightmares in Blackbird. He was that good. And also, what? How is he like a supporting actor? He was like, like he was the serial killer in Blackbird. He was the main figure. And I know like it's generally bad practice to try to predict something that a bunch of people are voting on. But we've seen time and again when there's multiple nominees in a category that doesn't seem to matter at the Emmy specifically. So I'm going to go with Paul Walter Hauser. I loved Ray Liotta, but his performance was actually supporting. Paul Walter Hauser's was like the performance. So that's a win for me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with John on this one for Paul Walter Hauser, especially since Jamie Taco didn't steal his lines. So he deserves it. <laughs> for all the I think you should leave fans out there. <laughs> but yeah, I love him. He's such a great actor. <laughs> yeah, he's fun. he's funny. Like in interviews and stuff, he's great. He was on like the Rich Eisen show and stuff. He just seems like an all around good dude. But all right, so we all went Blackbird, uh, Coop and John going, Paul Walter Hauser, whereas I went uh, Ray Liotta. Yeah, I got the next one. Um, it's outstanding supporting actress in a drama. The nominees are Jennifer Coolidge for the White Lo- White Lotus. Excuse me, Elizabeth Debicki for the Crown. She played Princess Diana. Megan Fahey for The White Lotus, Sabrina Impacciatiori for The White Lotus, Aubrey Plaza for The White Lotus, Simona Tabasco for The White Lotus, Rhea Sehorn for Better Call Saul, Jay Smith Cameron for Succession. This is also, to me, a stack category. All these women were phenomenal. But I'm going to go with the reigning champ, the heavyweight, Jennifer Coolidge. She started off slow, but ended up being just as good in White Lotus Season 2, I thought. Uh, Yeah, I thought... Megan Fahey was underrated. I just want to say that. I think her her performance, if you remember that beach scene in The White Lotus when we're not sure if she fucks uh, Ethan Sharp's character, I forget. Or Will Will Sharp? The character's name is Ethan. Ethan, yeah, Will Sharp. Sorry, that's the actor. Yeah, that was her acting in that was crazy. But I am going to this is going to be my better call saw pick of the night because Rhea Seahorn is criminally underrated and she's never gotten her flowers for this show. And especially in season six, she was fantastic in better call Saul. 
this might be a me piggy with my heart, but I think she can do it, and I think she genuinely deserves it. She was just fantastic the entire season. Um, and then especially Waterworks. I mean, she was kind of the anchor of the second-to-last episode of Better Call Saul. So I'm rooting for her. I'm going to have to disagree with you both here. I, you know, the Emmys and these award shows love the crown I've seen. And Elizabeth Debicki won a few nights ago the Golden Globe for uh, the crown. So I'm going to go with Elizabeth Debicki for the crown. Uh, granted, it's not a supporting role in the latter seasons. Like, she is the lead. They've only focused on Diana. So I'm going to go with Elizabeth Debicki for the crown. So our next category is going to be Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. And the nominees are F. Murray Abraham for The White Lotus, Nicholas Braun for Succession, Michael Imperioli for The White Lotus, Theo James, The White Lotus, Matthew McFadden for Succession, Alan Ruck for Succession, Will Sharp for The White Lotus, and Alexander Skarsgård for Succession. Wow, that's only two shows. Uh, <laughs> I love those two show categories. They're awesome. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I have a feeling we're all going to choose the same thing here, but I do not know Wait, for sure. Do you want to see if we can sync it up? Yeah, say yeah. it on three. Three, three two, one. Matthew, Matthew McFadden. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a lock, everyone. You you heard it here first. I mean, it is a lock. Like he won the he won the Golden Globe. It was his season, right? He's like, a dog. We can, yeah, yeah. He's so good in that show. An audience, by the way, I just want to throw this in there. Uh, if you're looking for a great deep dive on White Lotus Season 2, go back to the episode with uh, Will Coop and I. White Lotus Season 2 in depth, um, and maybe get a little bit more analysis on all these great noms that they're they're getting love for right now. But I'll announce the next category. So the next category is Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. The nominees are Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Ayo Edebiri for The Bear, Janelle James for Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee Ralph for Abbott Elementary, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso, Hannah mm-hmm. Waddingham, Emmy Darling for Ted Lasso, Jessica Williams for Shrinking. I think this is a two-horse race, but I'm going to pick Ayo Edebiri. She won the Globe last night, and I think she won it for lead actress. So moving up and down the categories, it's interesting. But outsized performance. Wait, no, this would have been for season one. Yep. Oh, I'm going to change it then. I'm going to go with Hannah Waddingham. Ted Lasso. They love her, so I think she's won this like two or three times. She'll she'll get her flowers here. I'm torn here. I want to pick Ao. I'm going to. I think it's her. It's her moment. I think she'll win again next year for season two, like she did the Globes. But she's such a bright spot in that show that can at times be dark. And yeah, it's just her moment, and I'm rooting for her. And I also think she's fantastic in the show. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Coop there, Ayo Edebiri. I recently watched Bottoms. I don't know if you guys saw that. came out this year, directed by Emma Seligman. It's like top-tier comedy. Like, not up there with, like, super bad and stuff, but it has that feel to it. Like, it's so it's so well done. Slept on 2023 movie. Marshawn Lynch is in, like, a lead role. It's so funny. Yeah. Highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. So Coop and I went with Ayo Edebiri, and John went to hannah waddingham i think hannah waddingham is a good choice like they love her everyone loves ted lasso for some reason i don't see the i don't think any of us see the appeal i do think ao wins it next year but but yeah as soon as i just made that connection in my head season one i'm yeah Mm -hmm. hannah waddingham one more comment on this i was just gonna say i think that it's a much tougher role not that like hannah waddingham like didn't do a good job but like 
not being a chef and then having to become like a professional like the training that comes with that and like learning the lingo and the movements and everything and for her to so seamlessly as such a young actor be able to do that that's why i kind of think she deserves it yeah absolutely i fully agree with you there uh so we're going to move on to outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series this is a stacked category uh just want to say that from the onset nominees are anthony kerrigan in Barry as Noho Hank, he's great. Phil Dunster in Ted Lasso. Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso, who I believe has won this award before. James Marsden for Jury Duty, he's great. Eben Moss Bachrock for The Bear. Tyler James Williams, everybody hates him uh, in, for Abbott Elementary. Uh, and Henry Winkler for Barry. Ooh, this is a really stacked category. Has Henry Winkler won it? No, I don't think so. Uh, okay. I think they're going to give it to Henry Winkler then for Barry. The show wrapped up. He was an integral part of the show. He's fantastic in it. As Gene Cousineau, I'm going to go with Henry Winkler. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I kind of agree with you. I think he might be the best. And all these guys and Barry are insane. But this is a case of I think they're going to steal votes from each other. And it's kind of a surprise, but the best part of jury duty is James Marsden. And that's who I'm picking. Like, he was so good as, like, an asshole actor. And he actually did have to act, like, quite a bit. Because I'm sure he's a nice guy in real life. And they explain, like, in the final episode of how that show runs. But the acting that went into that was insane. And James Marsden was, like, the hardest part to pull off. So, James Marsden. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like when I don't like giving it to someone who plays himself. <laughs> no, I understand. Uh, he was good in that. But. I also, I want to give a shout out to, I don't know how to say his name. I think it's Eben. Is it Eben or Eben? I don't know. But Cousin Richie was fantastic. And I think in season two, same deal. For season two of The Bear, he was even better. So hopefully he wins next year. Also, Tyler James Williams has always been great in Abbott Elementary. I think he's won this before as well. And I love Henry Winkler, but Anthony Kerrigan... I don't know if you guys know about him like personally, but he's had a crazy journey as an actor. So again, this might be a bit of a heart pick, but I want Anthony Kerrigan to win. Noho Hank is one of my all-time favorite characters in television, in media. So I'm going to pick Anthony Kerrigan in this one. All right. Good choice. Yeah, he was great in it. The next category is Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or Movie. Nominees are Lizzie Kaplan for Fleischman is in, Fleischman is in Trouble, Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, Dominique Fishback for Swarm, Katherine Hahn for Tiny Beautiful Things, Riley Keough for Daisy Jones and the Six, Ali Wong for Beef. My personal favorite's Riley Keough. If you've seen that, she's amazing. But, you know, we're going to ride the wave, and I'm going with Ali Wong, who as an actress was great in beef but everything behind the scenes too and we were talking about her earlier she's just awesome and she deserves it so that's my pick yeah i feel like they're gonna honor her and what she did with beef and the popularity of it and it's acclaim uh i'm gonna go with ali wong as well although riley keogh is great in daisy jones and six i will say but right ali wong um i'm gonna go with the the big hitter jessica chastain i don't know she's just does she have an Oscar? Oh, yeah. she. I think she... Did she win Best Actress last year? Yeah, she won Best Actress for playing Tammy Faye in a different... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> that would be cool for her to get the Emmy to go along with it. But 
that does kind of give her an unfair advantage, but I'm going to go with Jessica Chastain. I do like Ali Wong. I didn't love Beef as much as everyone else did, to be honest. But yeah, I'm going to go with Jessica Chastain. All right. So that was Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series Anthology. Uh, we're going to move on to Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series Anthology. The nominees are Taryn Edgerton for Blackbird, Kumail Nanjiani for Welcome to Chippendales, Evan Peters uh, as Dahmer, Daniel Radcliffe in Weird, the Weird Al, the Al Yankovic story. I need to watch that, dude. I love Weird Al. Michael Shannon for George and Tammy, and Stephen Yun for Beef. I'm going to go with Evan Peters here. I think they give it to him. There was a lot of, you know, press around that show. And to play Jeffrey Dahmer is like a very hard thing to do, obviously. Uh, but people were applauding Evan Peters and his performance for that. So I'm going to go with Evan Peters. Although if uh, Jacob didn't poop on the receipt, then I'm going to go with Stephen Young. So. <laughs> yeah, Jacob pooped on the receipt. <laughs> he was. No, no, he it, called it mud pie. Mud pie. <laughs> he made us. You made a sloppy mud pie. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he made Tim Robinson sick. So how would I ever be able to pick him? But congrats on his globe win. I'm. I agree. I'm gonna go Evan Peters. Playing Jeffrey Dahmer is probably hard, and that was a pretty acclaimed performance. So I'm gonna give it to that. I'm gonna go Stephen Young. I know I didn't go Ali Wong. But I don't think they're going to give it to Dahmer. I don't know. There's just too much controversy with that whole thing. And I just feel like they don't want the smoke. So, Our next category is Best Actress in a Drama Series. I think we're all going to have the same pick, but we won't have to say this one in order. Um, the nominees are Sharon Hogan Bad Sister for Bad Sisters, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us, Carrie Russell for The Diplomat, and my prediction, the winner, Sarah Snook for Succession. Yeah, fully agree there. Uh, she won at the Globes. It, it, I, you know what was interesting? She hadn't won up to this, whereas like most of the other actors in Succession had, at least in the family. But yeah, Sarah Snook, she's great, especially in the last season. Yeah, this is that episode where her and Tom get in the fight on the balcony, which was just another just memorable scene. I'm also going to go Sarah Snook. She's one of my favorite actors in the world so yeah it's she's gonna she's gonna sweep up every award so just give it to her now all right so that was outstanding lead actress in a drama series we're gonna move on to outstanding lead actor in a drama series uh the nominees are jeff bridges for the old man brian cox for succession which i don't like uh, lead is like eh, that's stretching it uh kieran culkin for succession bob odenkirk for better call saul Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us, and Jeremy Strong as Kendall Roy in Succession. Damn, I don't know. Like, this is pretty loaded. You know what? I think they're going to honor Bob Odenkirk and what he did to Better Call Saul. That might be a hot take. Because I don't think they're going to, you know, Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong have won it before. I don't think they're going to give it to Kieran Culkin. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the dark horse here, I think. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Interesting. Yeah, no, I I viewed this as a two-horse race between Kieran Culkin and Jeremy Strong. But Odenkirk's an interesting choice if you think votes will be split, too, especially. And he was great. I didn't see it, but I heard. Um, I, I will watch it. But uh, my pick's going to be Kieran Culkin. I think just down the line, you know, Cox won, Jeremy Strong won. This was Kieran Culkin's moment in the show, so Kieran Culkin. 
By the way, I totally didn't know. I totally had forgotten that he was like the little annoying kid in Home Alone that like yeah. pees everywhere. Fuller, I think the kid's name is. It just didn't register with me. Um, but that was him. But anyway, yeah, Kieran Culkin. As much as I want to go with Pete here, because Bob Odenkirk, if like he's gonna go his whole Better Call Saul career without an Emmy, which sucks, because he really did make that character. But Kieran Culkin, I mean, especially for this episode, the Church and State episode, where he breaks down at the funeral and then you know goes outside, that was just crazy. Another this succession's so good. I mean, it can't be said enough because I remember my exact feelings during all of these episodes, which not a lot of shows can do for me, but. Yeah, this episode um, where he gives that speech, he breaks down. That was fantastic acting, and I think he'll finally get it. And I can't wait to see his speech. Um, His Golden Globes one was pretty funny, but I think his Emmys one will top it. All right, so that was Best Actor in a Drama Series. We're now moving on to Best Actress in a Best Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. Um, And the nominees are Jenna Ortega as Wednesday in Wednesday, Natasha Leone. In Poker Face, good show. Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary. Rachel Brosnahan in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And Christina Applegate in Dead to Me. My pick is going to be Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Uh, I'm going to do Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. I did like Poker Face as well, John. You were saying uh, it's a good slept-on Peacock show. Peacock sort of released a lot last year, like Dr. Death and shit. If you've seen like ads for that, I've never watched it, but like they're pumping out a lot of, a lot of material. I was intrigued. So I binged that when I was sick last week, all on one day and yeah, it was great, but I don't think it stacks up to Quinta Brunson's role. I think that if anyone has a chance of knocking off Brunson, it's Brosnahan, which Marvelous Miss Maisel is a great show. I highly recommend, but I also think Quinta Brunson, I love Abbott Elementary and her character is so good. It's. It's like they compare it to The Office, but she's much more than than a Michael Scott even. So not comedically, but like more as a full character Um, and just as the creator and lead writer of that show. She's great. So give it to her. All right. So that was Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. Uh, We're going to move on to the last acting category of Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. Uh, The nominees are Bill Hader for Barry, Jason Segel for Shrinking, Martin Short, Only Murders in the Building, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso for like the 50th time, and Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. I'm going to go with Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Uh, he won the Golden Globe. It's 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 The Bear's year. I believe the series is over as well. I think they ended it after two seasons. But yeah, I'm going to go with The Bear. I hope The Bear is not over. Is, is The Bear done? I don't, I don't, I think, don't so. think so. Really? Okay, no, I thought it was no. done. Okay, I, I might be mistaken then. Did you, I, I think got so. picked up for a third, I thought. Yeah, I thought I, as well. I agree. I, I also agree, Jeremy Allen White. Yeah, this episode was the one where, I don't know if you guys remember this monologue, where he does like the nine-minute monologue at the AA meeting, which made me cry the first time I watched it and the second time I watched it. And that monologue just seems like it's going to be unbeatable. I If if someone named Jason, if, there, if, if a Jason gets called, I'm going to be pissed, like actually pissed. Martin Short, I would also be a little upset. Bill Hader, I want I want him to win, but I still think Jeremy Allen White was stronger. As long as no Jasons win, I'm happy, but I'm taking Jeremy Allen White. All right, so now that we're done with the acting categories, we are moving on to the big dogs, everybody. 
the best overall show specials so those sorts of categories and the first one doesn't really stack up to the rest of the categories but it is outstanding variety special and the nominees are oh and this is live sorry standing live variety special and the nominees are the apple music super bowl halftime show starring rihanna chris rock selective outrage elton john live farewell from dodger stadium the oscars and the 75th annual tony awards I'm a little torn because the Super Bowl halftime show was awesome and everyone loves Rihanna and she was pregnant, but also Chris Rock's special. Yeah, Rihanna. We're going to go Rihanna, so I'm going to go Super Bowl halftime show. (laughs) Good choice. Good choice. I I did love Rihanna's performance. I loved the dancing in it. thought it was really inventive what they did with the camera work and stuff, but... As much as as I want to go with the Tony Awards because it was great. Now the Tonys actually suck this year. I'm going to go with Elton John live farewell from Dodger stadium. Uh, you know, it's his farewell tour. Elton John, massive figure. I'm going to just go with that. It's his last tour. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what to do, what to do here. I don't think they're going to let, are they going to let Chris rock back up on stage? Who knows what could happen, but I think I got to go with, I'll go with Chris rock. I don't think they give it to Rihanna. I don't know where she's at on her EGOT quest, but I, I'm sure she doesn't have an Emmy. I don't think she'll get one this year, but Chris Rock, I liked the special, so. All right, so that was Outstanding Live Variety Special, uh, and we're going to move on to Outstanding Scripted Variety Series, and there's only three nominees here. Uh, nominees are A Black Lady Sketch Show on HBO, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver on HBO, and Saturday Night Live with NBC. Where John Oliver won in the past, I don't think they're going to give it to him here because uh, I think he won that, you know, the first category we covered tonight. Uh, so I'm going to go with a Black Lady sketch show. I've heard great things about it. Haven't watched it, uh, but I've heard great things about it. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, S- this category, SNL has actually swept since like 2016. Yeah, they actually, the last person that wasn't SNL to win this was Key and Peele, <laughs> which is just go- is a t- testament of how long it has been of SNL dominance. I'm trying to see if which episode is this a specific episode? No, it doesn't look like the it. whole show. Yeah, the whole thing. Okay, then you know what? I'm gonna go John Oliver. I think they're gonna break this get. They're gonna break the streak because he actually this John Oliver was never nominated in this category before. It looks like. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he's ever been nominated in this category. So I think that if anyone can knock off SNL, it'll be John Oliver. I'm going to stir the pot here. I mean, you guys said different nominees. I'm going to go with Saturday Night Live, the favorite, easy choice. But yeah, SNL. Our next category is Outstanding Talk Series, and the nominees are The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Comedy Central, Jimmy Kimmel Live, ABC, Late Night with Seth Meyers, NBC, Late Show with Stephen Colbert, CBS, and The Problem with Jon Stewart. Oh, there he is, Apple TV+. Plus. As much as I might think John Stewart, Colbert had a good year, and yeah, he wins every now and then, so I'll go with Colbert. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. I wonder what went into John, I mean, John Oliver, it's weird. Like, he, he used to get nominated for this category, but now he gets... I think he just won so many times. <laughs> but they switched him over to compete against SNL, I guess, I don't know. I'm going to go with the problem with John Stewart. Yeah, I don't really like Stephen Colbert that much. Um, but I love Jon Stewart. I love his new show. 
and he's an 11 time winner wow in this category with the daily show so i think he'll finally win with the problem and we'll get to see him give a funny speech and see what he has to say all right so that was outstanding talk series uh we're going to move on to outstanding reality competition program pretty hyper specific there but the nominees are the amazing race uh rupaul's drag race survivor top chef and the voice i don't know dude i love top chef i love top chef so much but i'm gonna go with uh you know, like popularity and what I think will win the Emmy, just because there's so much more money going into it. I'm going to go with uh, RuPaul's Drag Race here. I agree. I think this is the uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is a pretty much a perennial winner for stuff. And uh, the creative arts saw RuPaul win best host again. So followed best host. It's going to be RuPaul's Drag Race, I think, for this. Yeah, I'll hop in that boat with you guys. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Easy, easy. So next is Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series, and the nominees are... Here we go. Beef. Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Daisy Jones and the Six. Fleischman is in trouble. How about that? And Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's good. It's like, what, it okay. wasn't good. Like, it wasn't that good. It's like, not it really gonna win. Good. Um, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm gonna go with beef <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll echo that beef okay yeah beef <laughs> all right we're pretty carnivorous there about those takes uh so let's move on to uh outstanding drama series wait 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 pete 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 can we end with that just because yeah you know. okay yeah yeah yeah, well, right. yeah right 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 dramas are more important than comedies people uh <laughs> we, we, we fully agree <laughs> that on, on this podcast not that comedies aren't great but you know uh, all right, so Outstanding Comedy Series. The nominees are Abbott Elementary, Barry, The Bear, Jury Duty, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and Wednesday. I mean, like, two of these are not comedies. I'm just going to say that from the four. Like, Wednesday and The Bear, I wouldn't classify as comedies. But regardless, I'm going to go with The Bear. Sort of The Bear's year. They're going to get honored here. Although, I would love to see Jury Duty pull it off and win because that show is just incredible. I think that'd be hilarious. I'm going to go with Abbott Elementary. Quinta Brunson. Yeah. The Bear, once again, was great, but season one, I, that keeps sticking in my brain. And I think season two might win next year, but this year is Abbott Elementary's year. Yeah, I really want Barry, which I also don't think. I think it's a disservice that it's a comedy, but I'm also going to go Abbott Elementary. I think The Bear will win season two next year or in September whenever. But yeah, Abbott Elementary, I think season two, in my opinion, was the best season so far. So I think, why shouldn't it win? And honestly, I'm just glad that Ted Lasso is not going to win. It better fucking not. So Yeah, but if Ted Lasso wins, just like we said last year, that would be a shame. But it, then it proved a bunch of our predictions wrong in one anyway. So hopefully this year it doesn't. But... All right, everyone. So we're on to the final big category. Succession. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I think we're all going to have the same prediction, but I want to make a note. HBO has half the nominees in this category, so heck yeah, good oh, job, baby. HBO. Um, the nominees are Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, The White Lotus, Yellow Jackets, and Succession. Let's go. Succession for the win. I Bye. miss my Sunday night suck sessions with the boys. 
I love those memes. Yeah, I'm going to echo that. Succession wins easy. I don't really see anything else standing a chance. Not that it's a bad year by any means. It's just like, I don't think people understand like Succession is the show of like the past, you know, five to ten years. Like it's up there with like the Sopranos and other very notable things. So Succession. All right, everyone. Those were our predictions. Coop, what do you have to say? Yeah, no, I want to talk a little bit. I think that Succession will win. But I also, Yellow Jackets is a great show and should not be slept on. And I think more people should watch it. The White Lotus season two was also very strong. This is actually an insane year. I didn't love The Last of Us. I'm not like that emotionally connected to it. But then we got Hot D sliding in there too. Let's not forget about Hot D, House of the Dragon. The Crown, another great show. This is a really strong season. Andor was critically acclaimed. And then obviously BCS, Better Call Saul. But I just wanted to make a comment about John's HBO comment. And I just want to say, like, this is what happens when you actually put money and time into shows. And for all the people out there who complain, because I know there's a lot of it, about how, oh, we have to wait like a whole year. Back in the old days, like, the show would come on every season. But, like, this is the way TV works now. If you want studios to put in time and effort to make really good shows, then you might have to wait a little over a year. And Succession is the perfect, any HBO production is the perfect example. I'm happy to wait over a year for the second season of House of the Dragon. I'm happy to wait for in between Succession because you know that you're going to get a quality product and it shows in their nominations and in their awards. So stop complaining that shows take too long. If you want them to spit out shit, that's why you have a Netflix subscription. So, yeah. I agree. (laughs) Go HBO. If we want... crime dramas uh or serial killer stuff we'll we'll take the the docudramas that succession loves or that uh netflix loves to make and just on your point too yeah i'm happy to wait for white lotus season three too eagerly anticipating all these and it's not that much of a wait because hbo has so many of these great shows so like there's always something that's coming out soon by the way cast for white lotus season three looks great already the supporting people they've gotten and I think, yeah, this is this is kind of sad that Succession's over, but I think this is going to be the final... We are talking about shows of the past couple of years. This is the final, like, last straw, Succession ripping the reins from the crown um, as the crown has slowly died and Succession took all of their Emmys. It's going to take this one, too, for its final swan song of a season. Yeah, I like you said, the White Lotus Season 3 cast, that looks great. Huge Jason Isaacs, Parker Posey fan. Like My love for Parker Posey goes back so far. You guys have no clue. Uh, so I'm excited <laughs> for that. Uh, but Coop, uh, before we sign off, like, what are some shows you've been watching recently that you know maybe we didn't cover today that uh, you think our audience would really appreciate? I have some... Can I talk about some oldies, some ones that aren't like new shows? Go yeah, for it, dog. Okay, so I want to... Not enough people... And I might get hate for this, but I don't know if you guys have heard of Girls on HBO. And maybe I'm a sucker for it because I just moved to Brooklyn and because it's kind of about Brooklyn. But Girls on HBO is a classic. It's not just for women. Anyone can find characters they relate in it. New York City is like a big character in it. And it is an outstanding drama. It's a comedy, but like the drama in it is very underrated. I've been absolutely binging Girls on HBO um, I encourage everyone to give it a try. Another show, one of my all-time favorites, and one of, in my opinion, the top three greatest shows of all time. The Wire? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, fuck. Uh, it's the show with um, 
<laughs> it's an HBO. It's an HBO show. Um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, the it's leftovers. Where, the leftovers. Thank you. It's where all the people disappear. The leftovers. The leftovers is probably a top three show of all time, in my opinion. I think everyone should watch it. It's very intellectual. It's like fantasy, sci-fi, but also drama. It has a lot of biblical allusions. It's just action-packed. Um, Carrie Coon is in it, and I think she's going to be in The White Lotus. She's going to be in something coming up, Carrie Coon. Oh, I think it is The White Lotus, season three. Um, she's fantastic in it. So, Girls and The Leftovers, add them to your list. Watch them. The Leftovers is three seasons, so it's a quick one, but it's very packed. Yeah, Justin Thoreau is an actor who, like, we're not there you go. any work. For, like, I think The Leftovers is, like, one of his last credits. But, you know, I like him in Mulholland Drive, and he's in a ton of other stuff. But, uh, John, what about you? Have you been watching any shows recently that you want to shout out? I mean, we covered them today. The past the past two weeks, I, I had my Jerry Duty binge, and I had my Poker Face binge. I like Poker Face, but it's not the same as Jerry Duty. Yeah. But I lo- I just love comedies, so anytime a good comedy comes up, I'll watch it. Something I loved last year was Daisy Jones and the Six. Just the music in it is insane. And I really think you guys should give uh, Fleischman is in Trouble a chance. It's It's got funny moments, but Jesse Eisenberg, it's he doesn't play like the type of role he plays in that as like this like middle-aged crisis kind of guy. We all know him as like a young guy. Now he's like... Yeah, almost 50 i feel like it's weird <laughs> that's like the whole jared leto thing it's like jared leto's actually 50 years old and you're like whoa like scary <laughs> yes. he had his own scary. by the way he had his own table last night at the golden like I yeah, they abandoned him <laughs> Everyone i think abandoned it, him. it was like nick cage there were some other people i saw funny tweets about that it was saying like nightmare <laughs> blunt rotation but him being 50 does make him scarier especially to his victims am i right <laughs> Yes, you are correct. But my roommate um, just kept going last night. He's like, is Jared Leto there for Morbius? Like, that's an awfully sad day. I'm like, no. I'm like, no. Morbius did not get nominated for a Golden Globe, unfortunately. <laughs> I love how that's like what he's known for now. It's Morbius. He tried to go Marvel and just yeah. got absolutely pancaked. Oh, man. Pete, how about you? What are you watching? You want to round us out? Dude, I've just been watching movies, really. Um, been uh, watching a lot of documentaries, like docu-series, sort of. You know, like the Netflix trap. But one of them I have been watching is Ken Burns Baseball. Like, classic. Classic documentary. It's very good. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's really about it. Binge the Bear recently. I've watched Jury Duty like four times. I show everyone. <laughs> it's like the funny. I think it's so funny. It's so You can tell it was like the producers of The Office who did it. That's great. Yeah, just looking forward to you know new seasons of things and need to like get into better yeah. call Saul more because like i've seen bits and pieces and uh periods of yeah. it but yeah definitely need to get back into the are you guys into the boys universe did you watch gen v i'm not my brother really is he loves oh you it. gotta i know you gotta watch the boys if you haven't there's a lot of gore but watch the boys it's a great show and then gen v the spinoff which is like tied in you have to watch both is it a prequel no, it, it takes place in between season three and season four of The Boys. And so you kind of have to watch it before you watch the new season of The Boys. But I think it's even better than The Boys. It's like The Boys, but college kids who have superpowers. And yes, it's a superhero show, but 
fantastic social commentary, and everyone should give that a try as well. Seen the, I've seen the first season. I just need to. I need to pick it back up. But um, I've yeah. I've been. I watched season two of Invincible, which was really cool. Mm. Yeah, that's another Prime project, right? Yeah, yeah, they're hand in hand. Prime puts out some good stuff, so uh, that was good. I enjoyed that a lot. But yeah, not not much in the TV realm for me recently. But it is kind of like a dead period for TV too, like this time of year for sure. Anything that captures Watchmen vibes is fine by me. Kind of that angsty superhero thing. Dude, I miss that. I I wish they didn't hold that at like nine episodes or whatever. It was such a good show. The movie too is great. Yeah, the Zack Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Never forget. (laughs) Rebel Moon, by the way, I've heard sucks. (laughs) Yeah, Rebel Moon is so bad. It's on Netflix, but I don't think I'll ever watch it. Or maybe I will. I don't know. But looks awful. But all right, everyone. So that was our uh, Emmys episode. Coop, it was great to have you on again. Uh, Love your expertise. You might beat us this year. We'll see. <laughs> we'll um, see. Hopefully, we'll see. And we'll see if one of us goes over the fifty percent threshold. I think we called some good shots today, but not a lot of shoe ins. So that always scares me. Yeah. Well, this was a great suck session. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's Monday. <laughs> um. Thank you for having me. It's an honor, as always. I'm glad to come on the pod. Thanks, everyone who's listening. And yeah, this has been Cooper. Thank you. Signing off, I'm John. I'm Pete. Thank you. And I'm Cooper. (laughs) And Cooper. (laughs) He pointed to me. He pointed to me. I'll edit that out. but We can redo that if you guys want to redo the sign off. It's okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. (laughs) See See you soon. Nice. 80 degrees. Oh shit, that's sick. Hell yeah.